the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. I think this is what's known as the dog days, right? Man. Super hot. Super hot, the waning days of August. And you have to enjoy it. <laughs> Unless you don't have air conditioning. You just absolutely have to enjoy it. No, it, it. feels good. It, doesn't it feel really good? It permeates every cell of your body. I got to be honest with you. Yesterday, I feel like was the hottest day that I've had in my house, in my unair conditioned house the entire summer. Yeah. I was so. really hot yesterday afternoon. Well, I'll see your unair un- conditioned house and raise you 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. at Kennywood Park. Okay. I'll just, that just makes me physically sick. I'll just that's raise you just that. So- that's what I did yesterday. <gasps> Holy smokes. You talk about hot. I mean, I saw people passing out. That's how bad it was. Anyway, it is hot. These are the dog days. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Listen, if you're anywhere where you are in direct sunlight, find some shade. <laughs> well, and also what find, are you listening to us for if you're in direct sunlight? Also find some water. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Holy oh, smokes. Yeah. Moly. Okay, so uh, the nation, we are continuing to be uh, ever vigilant on high alert after the recent spate of uh, mass shootings. However, there's some good news is because the, the police mm-hmm. uh, catch a bad guy before any bad stuff happens. Right. Three separate instances. Which is what we're hoping for all the time. And, you know, we wanted to make sure we talked about this because so much of our conversation, everyone's conversation, are these horrible mass shootings. But we very rarely recognize the uh, the efforts of police, investigators, FBI, all the people who are trying to thwart them before they start. And we don't have any idea how many could have happened that were stopped, but but we know for sure about three. Yes. Youngstown, Ohio, Daytona, Florida, and uh, a small town in Connecticut. Three separate instances, three men in their early 20s. Yeah. And all three cases were brought to authorities' attention thanks to tips from the public. Thank goodness. Okay. Because these guys, a lot of times, are using social media. Right, so there they are on Instagram posting their hate. Someone says, "Oh, heads up! I see something. Let's go check this guy out." So in Connecticut, it was a 22-year-old young man arrested after authorities said he had expressed interest in committing a mass shooting on Facebook, according to a statement from the FBI and the Norwalk Police Department. So he's facing charges right now, um, being held on bond, uh, scheduled to appear in court September 6th. According to a statement, authorities received a tip that he was trying to buy large-capacity rifle magazines from out of state. doesn't say who gave him the tip. doesn't say who it was, but it was not somebody from law enforcement. It was just a dude. Right. It was Somebody, somebody like somebody. us who just called somebody and said, you know what, I think there's something wrong here. Um, 
Okay, the next guy, I'm not giving any names for obvious reasons. Uh, Daytona Beach, Florida, was arrested in a Winn-Dixie parking lot Friday after he sent his ex-girlfriend a series of disturbing texts in which he allegedly threatened to commit a mass shooting. The ex-girlfriend is the one that alerted the authorities. Good for her. Mm-hmm. And then in Youngstown, Ohio, not here, from, not too far from the state of Pennsylvania, right. 20 a 20-year-old year guy. Right. Uh, arrested for allegedly threatening to carry out a shooting at a Jewish community center there. Mm-hmm. An Instagram account belonging to him shared a video that showed a man firing a gun, uh, the post which was shown to an officer who was out on an unrelated call. So someone, so an officer's out doing something totally unrelated, and somebody says, hey, while well, you're here, I just saw this on Instagram, and you might want to check this out. And that's how that was discovered. Fabulous. Okay, so, right, it's that thing, right? If you see something, say something. I mean, you know, that was uh, for international terrorism. Now it's, it's same for thing. homegrown. There's no difference. No. To, to us, to the, to the innocent public, there's no difference right. whether it's... Vulnerable regardless. Right, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, that's how we kick off our week. Doesn't it make you feel just a sense of gratefulness? The, the men and women who invest so much time, so much effort um, of their professional lives trying to keep stuff like this from happening. Without a doubt. You know, oftentimes cops get bad raps, right, uh, for shootings and whatnot, right? And a lot see, of that is deserved. Yep. When but you not, see the good work being done. But not done, all of it is deserved. No, heck no. A large part of the stuff, and you know how it is, it's always those those bad apples. But, you know, the greater majority of the work that's being done by the police, men in blue and otherwise, FBI, CIA, all those guys, that's excellent work. And when you see those yep. guys rushing forward into uh, places where carnage is taking when place. When we're all running out. Yeah. You got, God bless those men yep, and women. I agree. So thank you to everybody who's involved in trying to uh, get a handle and keep us all safe. Yep. Uh, let me tell you what's coming up. We've got Greg Clugston in the On Deck Circle, SRN News White House correspondent. We're going to talk is, about the economy. Is it heading toward recession? The president says no. Um, also, speaking of the president, is he still interested in buying Greenland? I didn't know you could buy countries. Let's try that. Okay. And then uh, more Democrats are still calling for impeachment. So latest news. We'll talk about more inside the Beltway on uh, today's edition of the Ride Home. All right. The Remax edition as uh, Greenland is for sale. <laughs> I don't think it is for sale. I think they came out and said, we're not for sale. You put enough cash up, someone's going to say yes. I don't yes. think they will. They will buy it. They're proud Greenlanders. Getting close to retirement? Experienced a nice bump in your portfolio? We know the market goes up, and unfortunately, we also know it goes down. Don't risk your retirement to market whims. Learn how you can lock in those gains today by spending time with the team at Marley Financial. Todd Marley and the experts at Marley Financial can help you design a retirement plan that's bulletproof against the market's ups and downs. The team at Marley uses a multitude of different techniques to make sure you have a retirement that's tax-friendly, stable, and worry-free. Oh, and speaking of taxes, did you know that that Marley Financial can handle taxes too. With all the changes in the laws, be sure you're taking advantage of the best possible tax deduction and make sure you know what adjustments to make for your overall financial picture going forward. So call today for a no-obligation consultation to see just how for 25 years the clients at Marley Financial have never had a retirement plan fail. Give them a call, 724-884-1496, or find them online, marleyfg.com. 101.5 101.5 WORD. Next time on Adventures in Odyssey. Hope I can count on your vote. Have a fire. It's election time and Kurt and Lucy are running for student body president. All you got to do is find a bad thing that Lucy's done and make political hay out of it. Yeah. Only Kurt has some less than nice ideas about how to run his campaign. Kurt, how did you find that out? Then it 
is true. Join us next time on Adventures in Odyssey. Tonight at 8 on 101.5 Word FM, W-O-R-D. I couldn't sleep at night. All I could think about was my credit card debt. I knew I couldn't get a loan, so the thought of owning a home or a new car seemed totally out of the question. I was afraid to answer the phone, and I dreaded the mail. It just felt like my credit card debt was this deep pool, and I was just drowning in it. This might be you right now, and you should know you're not alone. There is hope. Right now, certified counselors at Trinity Debt Management are standing by and ready to help you, not judge you. One call to 1-800-990-5496, and you'll find hope to live your life out from under the weight of credit card debt. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment. Put a stop to late fees and over-limit charges, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. If your debt has you down, we should talk. Call 1-800-990-5496. That's 1-800-990-5496. Once upon a time, customers would find your business with this big, thick book full of phone numbers and competitors' phone numbers. It was a heavy, cumbersome, yellowish-looking thing. You'd place your ad in the book and hope customers would call. Hello? Now, there's Salem Surround, delivering customers with targeted digital marketing. Get started with a free evaluation of your digital presence and great ideas to increase your online visibility and revenue. Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. You know, my guess is, if you wanted to, you could buy a nation state. What are you talking about? Well, I mean, there are just like tiny little islands. Okay, a tiny island sale. is different. Greenland a is not state. a t- is not a tiny island. It's a nation state. You could probably buy, you know, like the island of Yerbaduba or something, right? Right. Where you're... there's like the king there, and some guy's got fifty five million dollars. Right. Could but you're looking it. at me when you're saying that I'm not buying an island. I'm just you're saying, saying one could buy an island. The conversation about Greenland for sale. It, it does have some weird roots to well, it. Well, what I kind of like about it. it is that whoever we are and whatever position we rise to, at heart, we're still a thing. So even though Donald Trump is the president, he's just he's still a real estate guy. He can't help He himself. can't help it. He yeah. sees something and he's like, hey, wait a minute. That's Remax. Yeah, Hold on, man. Totally wait do that. Wait a second. There's Howard Hanna. <laughs> could be a good deal for us. Greg Clugston is with us. Greg joins us every Monday at this time from the White House, where he is the SRN News White House correspondent, and he always gives us insight around uh, the nation's capital. Hey, Greg. Hi, John. You're back from vacation, and you're wanting to buy Greenland. Uh, yeah. I'm in the market, Greg. Yeah, looking forward to it. He was at the Outer Banks. He saw a bunch of beach houses, and he was like, you know what? No, I yeah. think I'd rather go for I Greenland. I want a big beach house. <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole different kind of beach. All right, Greg, before we talk about the president in Greenland, let's hear a clip uh, as to what the president had to say. Well, Greenland, I don't know. It got released somehow. It's just something we talked about. Denmark essentially owns it. We're very good allies with Denmark. We protect Denmark like we protect large portions of the world. So the concept came up, and I said, certainly, I'd be strategically, it's interesting, and we'd be interested, but we'll talk to them a little bit. It's not number one on the burner, I can tell you that. Well, a lot of things could be done. I mean, essentially, it's a large real estate deal. A lot of things could be done. It's hurting Denmark very badly because they're losing almost $700 million a year carrying it. So they carry it at a great loss. And strategically for the United States, it would be nice. And we're a big ally of Denmark, and we help Denmark, and we protect Denmark, and we will. 
Uh, in fact, I'm supposed to stop. I'm thinking about going there. I'm not necessarily definitely going there, but I may be going. We're going to Poland and then we may be going to Denmark. Not for this reason at all, but uh, we're looking at it. It's not number one on the burner. Nice. I mean, if you carpet the entire country, it might be a deal. <laughs> all right, Greg, what are people saying about the Greenland deal? Well, it's funny. Before the president made those comments late yesterday afternoon as he was on his way back to Washington from New Jersey, uh, there I think it was maybe the Wall Street Journal or somebody had re- first reported this, and there was sort of breathless coverage. Of course, it's August. you got to fill the airwaves and the, and the columns and the, uh, the blogs with some kind of information, and a lot of people just thought this was just a crazy, if not fun, idea that was uh, somehow being reported that the president had this idea of purchasing Greenland. Um, and so those were his first official on-the-record remarks about that. And he was essentially saying, look, yes, uh, you know, this topic has come up with my advisors. It's just kind of sort of this interesting idea. He had kind of a, a financial uh, piece to it, talking about how it's costing Denmark money. Uh, but then there's also a, a strategic value to the United States, perhaps. Uh, so he may or may not pursue it. And he also said, look, it's not a high priority right now, but it's something out there. And it's interesting because... Uh, you know, Denmark and Greenland officials have said, look, we're not we're not up for sale. But it was back in the 1940s that the United States actually had talked about this very thing, about purchasing Greenland and also swapping some land in Alaska for Greenland. So mm-hmm. it's not uh, an entirely brand new idea. And Trump sort of is just kicking it around. Right. And the idea, not the idea, but the information that Denmark is in the red when it comes to, you know, propping up Greenland is not news either. Sure. And course, I'm not sure what the people of, of Greenland think about uh, the idea of, you know, becoming, you know, part of America, United States of America. <laughs> I mean, there are all sorts of other issues that you have to figure out and extrapolate and all the rest. But I think based on what the president said there, it, you know, it's, it's, it's an idea that they have discussed, and it's probably not more than that right now. Right. I, I can't imagine by any stretch of the imagination, this would have any legs at all that, you know, some country is going to sell another country. Well, yeah, well, yeah, I guess, I mean, there have been purchases and, you know, in history is dotted with those kinds of land purchases, although we don't really see those much anymore. Um, and a lot of that had to do with, with new, ter- new territories and, and places uh, being discovered and, and inhabited. So right. uh, we don't see that very much. But if, for example, California decided to secede or Texas or something, we could, you know, still maintain 50 mm-hmm. states with, uh, with Greenland. And, uh, of course, Puerto Rico's in the mix, too, there. So, you know, the, the U.S. flag is at stake here in terms of uh, the 50 stars. Exactly. I mean, you know, Seward's folly, right? Buying Alaska turned out well for us. So why not uh, pick up Greenland if you can get it at a good price? Sure. And obviously, you know, the United States, we have, we have a military installation there. We've had mm-hmm. a base there uh, for decades. And so um, when the president talks about it being a strategic location, uh, he's absolutely right about that. Uh, he's talking about it in a more a permanent state in terms of, you know, United States ownership. But again, it seems to be uh, something that is kicked around. And, uh, you know, whether it comes up later or not, when he, he meets, meets with officials from uh, those countries, we'll have to see if that actually takes place. Very nice. All right. So one thing that the Trump uh, White House does not want to come up is the idea or any talk of recession. Uh, Now, the New York Times, as John mentioned before we went on the air, has been running headlines saying that we're headed toward a recession for, I don't know, how long? Weeks on end. Weeks. Uh, But the president says no. No, he says no, and his economic advisors and the close associates, everybody in the the upper echelon of the Trump administration, of course, uh, fighting that 
that idea. Uh, now, look, there are any number of economists that have been surveyed. Um, I, I think something between one quarter and one third of economists in a recent survey have suggested that perhaps uh, there are some recessionary warning signals that are out there. Um, and of course, last week we saw the topsy turvy up and down week on Wall Street. Part of that was triggered. Uh, the big 800-point loss day was triggered by um, an, an indicator um, with regarding the bond market and all the rest uh, in terms of how that would, pers- you know, possibly lead to a recession. So there are these sort of warning bells or cautionary bells that are out there, um, and. As always with the economy, you guys, there, you, you can find economists who think one side uh, and, and then flip, this, flip it over and they think the other way, too. So obviously the president has built a lot of his reputation and a lot of his uh, goodwill of his first two and a half years uh, in office on uh, a growing and a strong economy. Mm-hmm. And if that, if that becomes sour, that makes his reelection bid all the more difficult. And that's the big thing. It feels as though, and then President Trump may have some uh, fuel to the fire here, that the, the news media wants the president to fail regardless. So to think that we would go into a recession as we go into 2020, just as a new election is about to take place, that would not bode well for the president. But, you know, in some ways, the media does have a voice in this. And by their constant trumpeting of this, no pun intended, they could push us into a recession. Sure. There's no, there's no question that media coverage can color an issue uh, to some extent in terms of how much it's covered and, and the type of coverage and the type of description and the emphasis on certain economists who believe perhaps that we're headed for a recession as opposed to talking to economists or featuring economists who don't think that it's as quite, uh, quite a serious problem. So there is, there is a role to be played there, and so that, that requires some discernment in terms of uh, the kinds of news coverage about the economy. Um, it's interesting because the president said at his rally in New Hampshire last week, uh, he said something along the lines of, look, whether you like me or not, uh, you need to vote for me because I've got the economy working very well for the United States right now, which, which in his own way is very reminiscent of Bill Clinton when it was, it's the, the economy, economy stupid. stupid. right? And uh, how many times do we come back to these basic bread and butter issues of finances and tax cuts and the economy and jobs as being the big, big indicators whenever we have a presidential election? No doubt about it. So, Greg, uh, as you joined us, you were talking about uh, Washington, D.C. and, you know, things being slow. Uh, How are things in the nation's capital? Have people stepped away, people back at home in their districts, the Congress? Yep, these are the uh, what we call the dog days of summer here in Washington, so it's uh, fairly quiet. The president, as we mentioned, is just back from a week or a little bit longer in New Jersey at his golf club there. So he's back at the White House, although Congress is out for another two weeks. So most of August, it's uh, extremely quiet in terms of, of you know activity from a legislative standpoint, although we, we did learn last week that there is going to be a, a congressional committee that's going to be coming back maybe a week early uh, to possibly work on some gun, gun legislation. And of course, that stems from a couple of weeks back here when we had those most recent mass shootings. And uh, we'll see if there's any momentum to continue uh, from what we heard in, in the immediate aftermath of those shootings as to whether or not there, there may or may not be some sort of gun restrictions or an effort to pass a bill that, you know, would get enough bipartisan support from both pol- both political parties. So other than that, it is uh, fairly quiet 
from a government standpoint here in Washington. Greg Clugston with us, SRN News White House correspondent in his weekly gig on the ride home. Uh, Greg, let's talk about impeachment. I mean, it's like the idea that won't die. Um, Are more people signing on or less? Well, we seem to have a few more Democrats uh, saying that, yes, we, we should go down that path of holding formal hearings in the House of Representatives. Is it that because of big... Greenland? Is Greenland the thing that pushed yeah. them over? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the tipping point right mm, there. All right. And, uh, people said, you know what, forget about Bob Mueller. It's Greenland. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, no, this is interesting because when, when all the lawmakers left for, left for their August recess, there was a question as to whether or not uh, the effort by those Democrats, especially in the House, who, who do want to move forward with impeachment hearings, uh, whether they thought that the August recess was going to sort of um, put, a, put distance between the activities of the summer and some of those high-profile hearings that we, that we heard versus, um, you know, moving forward or not. And so there was a concern by those who want to do this that the issue might, you know, lose, lose some steam over the summer. Well, we have had um, uh, kind of sort of a steady, you know, not in a drumbeat per se, but um, a steady flow of Democrats continuing to go on the record and state their support. And so I think it's the, the number four leader in the House now uh, has said, yes, I'm in favor of, of launching formal proceedings. And so the number continues to rise. And Nancy Pelosi really seems to be the key character here at this point, because she has said we're going to be very methodical in moving forward and we're not going to, uh, to rush things. Um, however, if, she, if it gets to a tipping point where you have um, a, a growing majority of members of her Democratic caucus in the House of Representatives on the record is saying to go forward, there, there may come a time when Pelosi says, OK, let's do it. Mm-hmm. Greg, since we have a little bit more time this week and because everybody around you, it seems, is on vacation, I wanted to ask if you had seen the uh, Slate article that came out last week, which was a transcription of the meeting that the editor of The New York Times called with his news staff. Did you get a chance to look at that? You know, I heard about it. I did not actually read the the transcript yet. Yeah. Okay. Now, I I think I don't, I don't mean to make you you know criticize colleagues or put you in any uncomfortable situation, but it you know I read the whole transcript of the meeting that uh, Slate published, and it was just you know from an outsider perspective, kind of a fascinating behind the scenes look at how the news media is looking at the president. And I'm not sure if there's ever been the type of animosity between a group of news media and one man like there is right now with the media in America and Trump. And it was just, I don't know, it jumped out at me how Trump, he's like the, he's the main story in every story, it would seem. And when they sat down to have a meeting with their whole staff, basically, he's the whole thing they talked about. Yeah, and I'll have to go back and look at that. But it's not surprising, as you describe it, in terms of how Trump sort of sucks the oxygen out of the news cycle and uses it all for himself. Part of it is his use of Twitter and how he is constantly putting something out there, whether it's an official White House statement or whether he's just, uh, you know, calling somebody a name or he's just talking, retweeting something from Fox and Friends. I mean, there are sort of different categories of his tweets. 
but the tweets are are very constant and so he is always at the forefront now that doesn't mean they're always newsworthy many times they are but sometimes they're not he's sort of blowing off steam or just you know evening trying to you know even scores with somebody that uh, has wronged him but in terms of the news media coverage you're right in saying that there is a lot of animosity. I have seen that in uh, many, not all, but many of my colleagues, especially in the White House press corps, where um, if, if they get singled out um, individually or by name or on Twitter by the president um, for their coverage that he perceives as or unfair, um, that just that adds the fuel to uh, sort of that animosity and, and a drive to sort of you know, catch the president or portray him in a negative light. And, and that's unfortunate, although we have seen that in journalism here the last couple of years with him in office. Right. Well, Greg, thanks for being with us. We always appreciate uh, your fairness as you report the news for SRN News. So uh, it's always a great pleasure to have you with us on Monday. Okay, and I'll be looking for that Remax sign, John. <laughs> he's going he's gonna to go into real estate for his career. Right. Take the wood paneling down in Greenland, okay? I'm coming in. <laughs> Needles and shots are one of the biggest fears in dentistry. In most cases, we have been able to completely eliminate that discomfort. Stock Family Dentistry on Perry Highway in Wexford is where exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care. The wand is pretty magical. The way that it can deliver the anesthetic without any sort of a pinch. Most patients don't even realize that I'm giving an injection. I've had a few patients say, when are you going to give me the shot? And I've already done it. Visit StockFamilyDentistry.com. Washington County parents, you have a choice in your child's education. So why not consider a private Christian school that's been serving the community for nearly 40 years? At Central Christian Academy in Houston, pre-K through 8th grade students receive the comprehensive education they need to propel them to the top of the class in high school and beyond. Central Christian Academy creates model student leaders other kids look up to. Students prepared for a world that needs Jesus. Schedule a private tour and learn more at ccaschool.com. Hey, hey, Bench, what are you doing? I'm rubbing my blue emu on. Were you ready to go fishing? Fishing? You said we were going fishing this morning. I have 10 Gold Glove oh, Awards. Oh, here we go again. Johnny Bench doesn't go fishing. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Johnny Bench goes catching. Blue Emu supports healthy muscles and joints. Blue Emu, it works fast and you won't stink. Available at Nationwide Retailers and Amazon. This is the Entertainment Answer. The best-selling book, Where'd You Go, Bernadette, has hit the big screen. How did funny lady Kristen Wiig, who I adore, get into her character, Audrey? Audrey? I love playing Audrey. I think the wig and the wardrobe, for sure, help. And, you know, she doesn't wear a lot of makeup. There's an uptightness about her casual style that I really find interesting. Where'd you go, Bernadette? Rated PG-13. For this entertainment answer, I'm Matt Mungle. Hey, Mike. How's the house coming along? <sighs> Needs a ton of work. The pipes are leaking. Needs a new roof. The AC just broke. I just don't have time to do it all myself. You know anyone? Oh, just ask Home Advisor. They match you with the best local pros for any home project. Cool. Yeah, you can read reviews and book appointments online. What's the cost? Actually, Home Advisor is always free to use. Nice. I'll check it out. Go to homeadvisor.com or download the free app. Home Advisor. Get your truly free credit scores and free credit monitoring from Credit Karma today. Download the Credit Karma app now. Credit Karma. Here's to progress. Come on, smile. Oh, honey, he's still not smiling. Maybe he's not a smiler. Yeah, maybe he's just not a happy baby. 
Maybe he's just being a boy. Or maybe he's teething. Maybe it's just a phase. Maybe he has autism, and we can definitely do something to help. Maybe is all you need to find out more about autism. No big, joyful smiles by six months is one early sign. Learn the others at AutismSpeaks.org slash signs. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. For tonight, partly cloudy skies and humid, a low of 67. Tomorrow, humid with times of clouds and sun. An afternoon shower or thunderstorm around, a high of 87. Tomorrow night, partly cloudy, another humid night with a shower or thunderstorm in the area, low of 70. And for Wednesday, variable amounts of clouds and sun, humid with a shower or heavy thunderstorm and a high of 82. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm meteorologist Jake Soja. And a scientific discovery of incredibly ironic proportion. <laughs> yes, it is. A new species of leech has been discovered near Washington, D.C. Oh, thank goodness. A new species of leech. We're, we're not sure whether they've been elected to office or not. Right. Just when you thought things were kind of getting bad, mm-hmm. a new species of leech. That'll lift you up. Also, the new leech is olive green. <laughs> it is olive green. So it looks very, very nice. Three jaws uh-huh. with up to 59 teeth. What is... Who... Who spends their life in that sort of research? Can you believe that? No. So both you and I, John, spent some time on a Smithsonian's website today because yeah. that's the article by <laughs> Lila Tulin that we were reading about this. Part of the daily reading. Listen, I got to tell you, it tells the story at the start about Smithsonian research zoologist Anna Phillips and the other scientists who were standing in, get ready for it, slow-moving swamp water. Oh, yeah. Letting leeches latch onto their bare legs as they also gathered them up in nets from muddy pond bottoms, mm-hmm. which is when they realized, it was shortly thereafter actually that they realized, that some of the bloodsuckers that they had collected belonged to an entirely new species. Nice. Mm-hmm. How about the days whenever doctors would put leeches on you as a means How of about treatment? That? Uh, in, was it, yeah, it was in Victoria. Yes. Remember the right. the uh, yeah. ca- the prince's brother has syphilis, right? And one of the treatments for syphilis at that point apparently leeches. were leeches, and no. so that was a good portion of one of the storylines. <laughs> what a disgusting mm, idea! That'd be horrible. Wouldn't I mean, it? just be absolutely horrible. revolting. Where, where were I was somewhere the other day, walking into someone's like house, and there were slugs on their concrete. Like right by the door, like you know, right by the doorbell. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a disgusting what is creature. With that? Isn't it? Oh, it truly is. Usually, they live under leaves and things. They don't live on concrete. It's right on the doorbell. They must have been. Mo- there were leeches on somebody's doorbell. Like right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, Something's wrong with the doorbell. No, I don't know. Something just like a nice red brick house, very fine abode. But there were, you know, I don't mean to criticize the these house. Slugs I'm just saying there. that usually the slugs are like. They were saying, "Be careful! There's slugs on the house." <laughs> okay, sorry. All right, so moving, moving back to the leech, did you see the video that was included on the Smithsonian you know, website Mike's about just it? showing us the video yeah. there. So that it's, you know, a leech is really disgusting. Mm-hmm. I got to be honest with you. So they're very long creatures. Yeah. They're, they look like kind of, they're slightly snake-like, mm-hmm. um, but, and they attach themselves at two points, I think, and they have teeth on both. Mm-hmm. It's really Wretched. Mike's showing us a video right now of uh, some guy laying on a table and getting three leeches on his belly. So, are leeches still yeah. used for a clinical purpose? Apparently, well, there's a there's a video here. It looks you know crystal clear. It's in HD. And what's the, what is this person getting a leech treatment for? 
Mike? Mike, he has no idea. He, just, he doesn't know. <laughs> just wanted to show us that image. Look, he's leech therapy for mm-hmm. something. Maybe Hol- there, I'm sure there are at places. the Holistic Center. Oh, at the yeah. Holistic Center. Yeah. Oh, the, all right. Get some acupuncture. The, it's, a, okay. the leech, it's, a, it's called a leech detox. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What, sure like if you're happen. hungover or something, you get a leech on <laughs> yeah, your head. Yeah, exactly. Right? You should... That'll slow down your drinking right the... there. <laughs> yeah, if you think the leeches are what's coming next, you might yeah. drink less. The heck, man. All right, another news. I wanted to let you know that it's National Potato Day. Okay. How do you feel about that? I, I love a potato. We were we were at Kennywood yesterday, and we were talking about how many potatoes, how many pounds of potatoes you know, does the average person eat. You know, the average person eats 29 pounds of potatoes per year. 29 yeah. pounds. And how many That's a tons? a lot of pounds. The tonnage of potatoes worldwide. I think, um, I'm sorry, we can't recall this, but somehow McDonald's does something like 700 tons of potatoes. McDonald's is, is responsible for one third of total potato consumption in the world. Oh my goodness. McDonald's. <laughs> That's a lot of fries. Wow. Mm-hmm. National Potato Day. I love a potato. Potatoes. Yes. Do you like your potato fried, um, mashed, well, of course, baked? Of course, fried French fries, any kind of fr- frites, however you want to describe That's the greatest food of all time. I believe it is. That there could be. Yeah. It's great with soda. It's great with anything. It's great with a milkshake. If somebody woke me up from it's a dead sleep and said, please have a fry, I'd say, okay. Exactly. It, yeah. It's delicious. Please. I also very much enjoy a potato chip. Oh, you know um, me. I, Sent you a photograph of me buying two bags of Wise potato chips on Welcome Friday. Welcome to the club. I felt there, very lady. good about that purchase. Yeah. Um, I strongly believe in the grilled potato in its many forms. What do you mean a grilled potato? I have a special recipe for grilling potatoes. Like a George Foreman grill? Or like the outdoor no, grill? No, the outdoor kind. You grill a potato? Uh, yes. I grill, a, I grill potatoes twice a week. You wrap it up in fail. aluminum foil and throw it in the grill? So I just did that on Saturday night. Yeah, yeah you, you cover the outside of, the, of your russet potato with mm-hmm. olive oil, salt and pepper, put it in, all, put it in aluminum foil. Oh, yeah. I put it on my smoker, my Traeger smoker, for an hour and it was good to go. It was delicious. Is it like a baked potato? Yes, but it's a, it's smokier because it's a smoker. Yeah, yeah. And so you have the taste of the wood. It's mm-hmm. very delicious. But also, since you asked. I did ask. My favorite way is I slice potatoes, Yukon gold potatoes, very thinly, mm-hmm. very, very thinly. I put them in a thick aluminum foil pan, those kinds, the mm-hmm. preformed pans sure, that you can sure. buy in the grocery store. I layer them in the pan, five pounds of them. The scallop potatoes? Layer, layer them with uh, either red onion, if you choose, or Vidalia, if you would like that instead. You layer them with onions and butter, salt and pepper. You seal it up very tightly, and you grill it for 40 minutes, and they are out of hand. Very nice. Yeah, it's it's we call them summer potatoes. That's what huh. we've named them. On the grill. On the grill. Very nice. So, uh potatoes And you don't have to do anything to It takes a long time to slice them. That's the problem. Because they're paper thin. Because they're because they have to be very see, thin sure, sure. to because they get very soft and buttery and what and if you slice them too thickly that never happens. Right. But once you put them on the grill there's nothing to do. Sure. You're good to go. You guys ever tried the Bob Evans mashed potatoes? Oh yeah. You, oh, yeah. you can buy a giant eagle. Oh yeah. oh yeah, they're so good. Oh, are you kidding me? That, that is awesome. That's a guilty pleasure, isn't oh, it? That so, is a so wonderful. Thing. It's so easy to make. It's like five minutes in the microwave. Yeah. You're good to go. Right. How about the scallop potato? I love a scallop potato. That it's, is horrible for you. I don't care. I love it. It's like number two on my list. What's number one on your list? A French fry. Oh yeah, and then a scallop potato. Right. Happy to have that. I love absolutely. Give me that love. cheese as much cheese as possible with that. 
How about the kind of like casseroles, like that you? So you've got like the meat-ish mm. part on the bottom of the casserole. Oh yeah, sure. And then on the top, you have the mashed potatoes. Mm, that's so good. Put some cheddar cheese on top of what that. The heck, it's twenty to five. Can we? It's stop? like a shepherd's pie, kind of like a poor oh. man's shepherd's pie. Okay, as the weather changes. Yeah. Which, is, uh, much to my regret, yes. will sooner, you know, rather than later. Quiet. We'll be going into that shepherd pie territory, won't we? Do you love that territory? Oh, I very much so do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's it's. Mm-hmm. It's a hearty meal. Listen, there's some uh, inflammatory conversation going on around our house that uh, the missus is talking about. Well, you know, we need to change our eating habits. <gasps> I'm like, hold on now. Let's not get carried away. So as the seasons change, we're looking at that. Really? What are you going to be changing? I don't know. Some wackadoodle thing like don't be eating sugar. Don't. You know. that, well, I think you ought to run that past Mike and I and yeah. our listening audience. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, that's and he changes happening. to the hall, maybe you know, some, dining you know, guide. Yeah, getting rid of the potato, getting rid of the sugar. I'm not getting rid of the potato. I'll tell you that right now. The me sugar, either. I had to get rid of the potato. No way. You kidding me? The starch. I'd rather have a potato than I'd rather have like a cupcake. What? Well, <laughs> can I have both? That's all I do. <laughs> that's all. I just want both. What do I have to do this? That might be the problem. Look, you reach a certain age. I'm like, uh, what, is, what about you in the certain age? What I'm, is that? You reach a certain age. And yeah. I, I How often does he say that, Mike? A lot. Thank I don't you. care. It does. Because you do reach a certain age. And all of a sudden, you know, you're supposed to like make this adjustment into the next phase of life. Here's the adjustment. Just let me be and have my stuff. Can I just do that, please? I just want a potato and a cupcake. I don't have to worry about, oh, you're not going to fit in your pants. At this stage of life... The pants oh, are fine. Yeah. I'd rather I would rather have potatoes and a cupcake too. Thank you, Mike. My wife even told me she goes, "You want a you want a nice birthday cake for your birthday?" I said, "No." You know what, what I want? Potato. What do you want? I want a potato bar. Potato. <gasps> bar. Give me a potato. You bar. mean like a baked potato bar where you have all the different toppings? Yes. Or or, that? or and or a mashed potato bar. Like you can either do mashed potatoes or a baked potato. And then you have you have the bar and the essentials that goes with it. You either you know, so sour you got your cream, bacon. Yeah, your bacon, your butter. Your cheddar. Yep, your cheddar. Your green onion. Yep. Where do they do Chili? this? Chili. Chili. Um, my cousin was just at a wedding, and the Wait, bride you... and groom's favorite food was potatoes. Well, you got to get so married to do this. They had a mashed potato bar. I think that's a so great idea. I was like, babe, my birthday's right. coming up. That's what I want. But is there like I a place that. you can go to do it? Like, no, we're doing it ourselves. Like a yeah, no, no, we're gonna, I feel like I want to do it tonight. No, no, don't turn the oven on. No, no, I'm going to grill it. Oh, let's get out or here. you can just get Bob Evans. Bob Little, Evans, what? Yeah, but you know, oh, it's not Bob Evans mashed potatoes. Thing. No, it's, it's not, not going to be as good. That's thing. really good. No, it's right, not as good. We got off the. All it. of a sudden, we're, this is the only show in the air. We start the segment <laughs> talking about leeches, end up talking about potatoes. <laughs> Something's seriously wrong here. We apologize in advance or post haste. 101.5 WORD. Tragically, many Christians don't have a good, godly perspective about their sexuality. On the next Focus on the Family, Dr. Julie Slattery explains why a list of do's and don'ts is no longer effective. Instead, we need to be sexually discipled to embrace God's plan. That's next time on Focus on the Family with Jim Daly. Tonight at 8.30 on 101.5 WORD. At the Original Mattress Factory, we don't chase trends. We focus on one thing quality. We only use the highest quality materials to build our mattresses and box springs, and we put all of our products through the ringer, testing new designs and materials at our test center in Cleveland, Ohio. If a new feature or technology doesn't offer a true benefit, we don't put it in our products. At the Original Mattress Factory, our focus is on what makes a great mattress, not a great markup. Visit OriginalMattress.com to learn more. Sleep impacts your ability to focus, learn, and solve problems. But according to Harvard Medical School, only 11% of American college students are sleeping well. 
At the Original Mattress Factory, we can't guarantee that your college student won't stay up until 3 a.m. cramming before a big exam. But we can provide a hand-built, high-quality mattress at a factory-direct price when they are finally ready to get some rest. Visit an Original Mattress Factory store near you or go to OriginalMattress.com to learn more. The following is a true story. My name is David Bryant. When I was 37, my wife and I decided to get term life insurance through SelectQuote. Just three years later, I was diagnosed with ALS, also known as Lou Gehrig's disease. Because of life insurance, the people I love most in this world will be protected no matter what happens to me. I know that the dreams I have for my family can still come true. Financial security, to stay in the home we became a family in, and for our children to be able to go to college. I reached out to SelectQuote because I wanted to share my story. If just one person purchases life insurance, I know I will have made a difference. SelectQuote can find a 37-year-old male a $500,000 policy for under a dollar a day. If there are people you care about, you need life insurance. It may be the single most important financial decision of your life. Don't put off protecting your family. Get your free quote now. Call 800-671-7070. That's 800-671-7070, 800-671-7070, or go to selectquote.com. This is a paid endorsement. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Not available in all states. Train up children in the way they should go, and when they are old, they will not depart from it. PittsburghChristianSchools.net will help you locate true educational partners in Allegheny, Beaver, Butler, and Washington counties. PittsburghChristianSchools.net. Think fast. In the short time it takes to listen to this message, a small flame can turn into a big fire. Several minutes more, and thick, poisonous smoke may have filled your lungs and reduced your ability to respond. Give it five, and your entire home may be filled with flames. Keep breathing. We've got you. Don't let your world go up in smoke. Have working smoke alarms and always stay in the kitchen when cooking at high temperatures. Learn more at usfa.fema.gov, because fire is everyone's fight. From the creators of War Room, the Kendrick brothers return to the big screen August 23rd with Overcomer. John Harrison is a frustrated coach questioning his value until he crosses paths with a student struggling on her own journey. Starring Alex Kendrick and Priscilla Shire, the film is rated PG. Visit OvercomerMovie.com. Sharon Hody Miller's with us. She leads Bright City Church in Durham, North Carolina with her husband, Ike. She's the author of Free of Me, Why Life is Better When It's Not About You. And we read her Christianity Today, where she's a regular contributor. She's been a blogger at SheWorships.com for I don't know how long. It's been a long time. I always enjoy her writing, and I'm always happy to have her here. Sharon, welcome in. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm doing great. It's great to be back on with you guys. Yeah, but I'm really disturbed because I hear that God does, did not call me to be nice. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, I'm going to start to beat up on John. Yeah, I management that, calls you to be nice. Right. Okay, that's a different thing. <laughs> okay, so what what does that mean? Because God obviously isn't calling me to be a jerk. That That is also true. Yeah, you know, niceness is is not mentioned anywhere in the Bible, and it's definitely not one of the fruit of the Spirit. We are called to be kind, and we're called to be loving, and we're called to be gentle, but niceness is, the the definition itself just means be agreeable, be pleasant, Um, but it tends to refer more simply to kind of this veneer of goodness that has nothing to do with what is actually underneath. And when that comes to define your faith, 
that's when we're getting into trouble. Right. Sharon Hardy-Miller, nice. Why we love to be liked and how God calls us to more. And Sharon, I, I can't agree with you more on this, to be nice in a way. But, you know, that's mm-hmm. our crippling thing is that everyone in Christendom generally is so nice mm-hmm. that we avoid controversy. Mm-hmm. We avoid sort of the, the hard mm-hmm. topics because we don't want to make anybody uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly right. And and I'm not trying to, with this book, I'm not trying to pick on niceness. You know, I, it, it doesn't seem nice to somebody. There's nothing, you know, inherently wrong with that. It's when it becomes our compass and when it becomes this, really, it's a false virtue in our culture where we, we really measure people by whether or not they're nice to us. Um, and then it, and we use it in so many different ways. We use it instead of, you know, speaking honestly, speaking truthfully, we are nice. And I really wanted to push back on whether or not that is valuable to, in the kingdom of God, uh, but also if that is guiding our faith, if we're sort of defaulting into nice and we're thinking, oh, I'm being like Jesus because I'm being nice, looking at is that really what's happening? And, and one way we can tell is what are the fruit that this is bearing in our lives? Okay, tell me how I can assess that. So what I did is I looked at this, this metaphor that Jesus uses that is so, so powerful, and he uses it when he's referring to false teachers. And he says, you know, false teachers, they can be really hard to tell from my disciples, but one way that you can know a tree is by its fruit. And I thought, you know, that is a really, really helpful metaphor for niceness as well, because so often niceness looks a lot like real discipleship to Christ when we are nice to people who are mean, you know, when we're nice in our daily interactions, when we're nice in our relationships, we might be patting ourselves on the back and thinking, I'm being so much like Jesus, I'm doing this because of Jesus. But as I started to look at, okay, what are the fruits of niceness in my life when I choose to be nice? instead of truthful in a hard conversation, when I choose to be nice, instead of, um, you know, saying the hard thing to a person that that might be loving, um, when I choose to be nice, instead of saying a hard thing, you know, as a writer, as a minister of the gospel. And what I started to notice is that it was bearing these fruits of inauthenticity, where, you know, I was nice instead of honest. It was bearing fruits of cowardice, where I was being nice instead of saying, you know, the hard thing because I didn't want, you know, people in my ministry to be upset. I didn't want to step on their toes. It was bearing fruits of self-righteousness because I've always been this nice Christian girl. And so when people weren't that, I would kind of look down on them, like what's wrong with them. Um, It was, it bears fruits of corruption. um, And this is a little bit different, but I think we tend to ignore dysfunction or um, failures of integrity in other people if they are nice to us. And so I was looking at all these these bad fruits, and I think that's how we can know I'm practicing niceness Mm. instead of bearing the actual fruit of the Spirit. But sooner or later, doesn't it leak out? I mean, because, you know, I think everybody knows people, or we've been this ourselves, that we're very nice to someone's face, and meanwhile, behind our back, we're clutching a butcher knife and just waiting for that opportunity. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's that's, that's really rough. Yes, yes. Yeah, and I think, you know... With, with the example I just gave about how it covers over corruption, I think, too, and, and what you said about how it leaks out eventually, one of the, the issues with 
our devotion to niceness and how we have raised it up to this ultimate virtue, and it, it defines how we conduct our social interactions, is that it becomes a failure of discernment in a lot of ways. You know, we become inauthentic people, but it also becomes a failure of discernment where if someone is nice to us, and because of that, we are willing to overlook their major moral failures, uh, that actually hurts people. <laughs> but it serves us to, when someone is nice to us, it serves us to, to you know, look at their niceness over those moral failures. But usually there are signs there. <laughs> there are signs, you know, people can see what's actually going on. We just choose not to. Sharon Hody Miller's with us. Uh, she leads Bright City Church in Durham, North Carolina, with her husband, Ike. And uh, the brand mm-hmm. new book is called Nice, uh, Why We Love to Be Liked and How God Calls Us to More. Okay, Sharon, we only have a couple minutes left, but, you know, you're active on Twitter. And, uh, you know, I read your stuff and your posts on Twitter, and we often like a lot of the same things. Twitter is so mean. It is just yeah. a it is mm-hmm. a horror show. Um it is. So, so talk about how you think about niceness in relation mm-hmm. to that. Like, what would help? I mean, it, is it a silly question to say what would help Twitter? <laughs> I don't think so at all. And I get this question a lot because it seems like maybe we need more niceness. But what we need is not to just throw out the meanness and replace it with niceness. That, that isn't really getting to the problem. Okay. The problem is a failure of spiritual formation. We need to cultivate a healthier tree, so to speak. And so that is the answer that I seek to give in the second half of the book, is not to just replace one behavior for another, but to change who we are fundamentally. Okay, got it. So it's not about saying, you know, posting a tweet and then deleting it later. It's more about the fact that over time, we're becoming different sorts of people. And so we're more capable of responding Mm -hmm. honestly to people, either in a positive way or in a negative way, depending on what's required. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And and that's one of the things that I struggle with sometimes where people say, you know, don't be that, just be kind. Um, just be loving, be brave. And I don't disagree with those sentiments, but that's not how God grows those fruits in our lives. He doesn't just shout at us to be these things. It's he helps us to cultivate them in our lives, and He actually gives us the practices to cultivate those fruits. It's just like that principle is sown into to creation that we see in the same way that farmers cultivate fruits. God is saying, "You, I need you to cultivate your souls, and ultimately the Holy Spirit gives the growth. But this is not something that will just change one day because you make up your mind that you're going to be nice. You can, you can be nice for a little bit, but niceness, it shatters really fast because <laughs> it's just an appearance. And all you have to do is cook through it. Right. So just be straight. Just tell me the truth. Be straight with me. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. Look, Sharon, yeah. he's looking at me when he's saying that. Yeah, I mean, I'm doing my best. <laughs> I mean, geez. <laughs> Sharon, I might have to call you offline and get some personal counsel. <laughs> Sharon Hottie Miller, nice. Why we love to be liked and how God calls us to more. Just be nice.
diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-444-2013. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes or overweight or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-444-2013. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-444-2013. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-444-2013. 800-444-2013. You've all helped build my pillow into the amazing company that it is today. Now, Mike Lindell, the inventor and CEO of MyPillow, wants to give back to word listeners everywhere. You can get deep discounts on all MyPillow products if you go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the new radio listener specials. Now you can get deep discounts on MyPillows, mattress toppers, bed sheets, and so much more. There's even a great body pillow, perfect if you happen to be a side sleeper, regularly $89.99, but with the promo code WORD, you can get one today for only $29.99. Remember, all MyPillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and 10-year warranty. It's MyPillow's way of saying thank you for all your support. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the new radio listener specials, and get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the body pillow for only $29.99. Enter promo code WORD or call 800-391-0954 for these great radio specials. That's 800-391-0954 or MyPillow.com. Promo code WORD. Providence Presbyterian Church, Washington Alliance Church, Bethlehem Lutheran Church, St. John the Baptist Church, Impact Christian Church, The Bible Chapel. What do all these churches from various denominations have in common? Nello Construction. Design and build with one company. Nello Construction. Full service construction from the ground up. Renovation. Expansion. Nello Construction. The choice for churches. See the projects. Begin the journey at NelloConstruction.com. The return on my investment has been beyond my imagination. I always wanted to be a great dentist. But what I wasn't prepared for is the relationships that I'm able to develop with my patients. Exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care at StockFamilyDentistry.com. They came from every corner of the country, from small towns and big cities. But they all shared one thing in common. They belonged to a family called Marines. A tough and determined few dedicated to protecting everything we hold sacred. And still, they come. Celebrate the history of those proud few who have earned the title Marine. Leaders and members from two of the Jewish congregations targeted in last year's massacre at the Tree of Life Synagogue have written to Attorney General William Barr asking that he not seek a death penalty for the suspect in the nation's deadliest anti-Semitic attack. I would like Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh killer, to be incarcerated for the rest of his life without parole, wrote Rabbi Jonathan Perlman of New Life Congregation, one of the survivors of the attack. Quote, he should mediate on whether taking action, meditate, meditate on taking action on some white separatist fantasy against Jewish people was really worth it. Let him live with it forever. I am mainly interested on not letting this thug cause my community any further pain. 
He goes on further. He says, we believe that the elimination of a trial and publicity for the shooter serves the interest of our congregation as well as the general public. A plea bargain for life without parole will prevent this individual getting the attention and publicity that would inevitably come mm. with a trial. Okay. A third congregation targeted Tree of Life, the uh, Samacha congregation, and those, seven of those members were uh, killed. The heart of their co- congregation, their praying community, was left out. Now, later on, uh, Rabbi Perlman said that uh, the congregation would like to believe that our nation is slowly phasing out this cruel form of justice. Both our religious traditions, yours, Catholic and mine, Jewish, vigorously oppose the death penalty. He alluded to a biblical standard of justice requiring punishment to equal the crime, but he noted that Jewish biblical commentators have long imposed strict conditions on the death penalty. Quote, a drawn-out and difficult death penalty trial would be a disaster with witnesses and and attorneys dredging up horrifying drama and giving this killer the media attention that he does not deserve. Now, last week, there was a a continuation. They're going to allow 120 more days of fact-finding. I would imagine that the killer wants a trial to take place, Mm -hmm. that he won't plea bargain out. Right. I think it's rise on the rabbi's part to say, you know, let's tamp down on any possible publicity that this guy could get. But it's, it's the killer's determination, right, whether he goes to trial or not. If he chooses a plea bargain, no trial. If he says, no, I'm not guilty, they'll go to trial. I'm sure he'll just go to trial. Let's pray that that's not the case. Sharing the word that changes the world. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh, a service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. New York Mayor Bill de Blasio is among those saying justice was served with the firing of police officer Joseph Pantaleo, whose chokehold contributed to the death of Eric Garner. Today will not bring Eric Garner back, but I hope it brings some small measure of closure and peace to the Garner family. That doesn't please police union officials. New York Police Union President Patrick Lynch says officers now need to understand they're on their own with no backing from the city or department. To our members who are out in the street right now, no job is routine any longer. No job. On Wall Street, that out by 250 points to 26,135. The Nasdaq rose 107. The S&P advanced 35. Oil up to 56.21 a barrel. This is SRN News. The ride home with John and Kathy, driven by Calusi Chevrolet, serving the Pittsburgh area for over 100 years. At Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, find extreme accessories for all your dirty jobs, like hauling landscape supplies. Protect your vehicle with spray-on bed liners, tonneau covers, weather tech floor liners, and more. Say goodbye to dirt and grime inside and out with extreme detailing. Plus, lift kits, electronics, and remote starters. Always a favorite. Extreme car and truck in Bridgeville. For the extreme in all of us. At extremetruck.net. Every year, an estimated 700,000 people in the U.S. are diagnosed with a type of skin cancer called cutaneous squamous cell carcinoma, or CSCC. 
CSCC is the second most common skin cancer in the U.S. and often presents as dry patches on sun-exposed parts of the body. CSCC is readily treatable when caught early, but is more aggressive in advanced stages. People living in the southern half of the U.S. are especially at risk for advanced CSCC. Learn more at CSCCinformation.com. This report is brought to you by Regeneron and Sanofi. When wet weather is on the way, keep it dry inside with J&D Waterproofing. Water seepage and a sinking foundation can cause major structural damage if left untreated. Joe Belanti and the team at J&D Waterproofing have the experience to correct your water problem with over 72 years in the industry. Call the Tri-State's premier waterproofing company now at 1-800-VERY-DRY for a free estimate and big savings on all waterproofing services for a limited time. J&D Waterproofing, 1-800-VERY-DRY. This is the entertainment answer. What is our Blu-ray pick of the week? Well, it has to be Avengers Endgame. The emotional follow-up to Infinity War is now here for us to watch again, cry again, cheer again. Whether you've seen it once or a dozen times, it never loses its entertainment value. All your favorite characters are back in this one, plus tons of extras, behind-the-scenes moments. It's rated PG-13, so like all the other Marvel films, know your audience. Avengers Endgame, available on DVD, Blu-ray, and digital. For this entertainment answer, I'm Matt Mungle. The backyard's looking great, Rob. Thanks, man. I was planning on adding a deck, too. Know any good contractors? Why don't you just ask HomeAdvisor? Home what? HomeAdvisor.com. You just tell them about your project, and they match you with local pros that can do the job. Nice. Now, how much does it cost? Oh, HomeAdvisor's totally free to use. Plus, you can read customer reviews, check pricing, and book appointments for free. What's the website again? HomeAdvisor.com. Or just download the free HomeAdvisor app. We're surrounded by noise. Bombarded by information. Messages struggling to get attention. So many ways to reach customers. Your message needs to cut through and stand out for the resources and know-how to make it all work. There's Salem Surround. Get started with a free evaluation of your digital presence and some great ideas to increase your online visibility and revenue. Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. For tonight, partly cloudy skies and humid, a low of 67. Tomorrow, humid with times of clouds and sun. An afternoon shower or thunderstorm around, a high of 87. Tomorrow night, partly cloudy, another humid night with a shower or thunderstorm in the area, low of 70. And for Wednesday, variable amounts of clouds and sun, humid with a shower or heavy thunderstorm and a high of 82. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm meteorologist Jake Soja. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmett. Hey, good afternoon. Thanks for coming along for the Monday edition of The Ride Home. I mean, don't you love people who do good? Yes. Without any reward, yes. any sort of yes, I do. chest thumping or that? Well, there's a, a story in today's PG uh, about a man named John Potter. And uh, the story is written by Nick Garber. And the headline is How John Potter became the modern-day Mr. Rogers of the Pittsburgh Internet. Now, this this man, John Potter, um, like a lot of young kids, he spent time, considerable time, like my kids do, on Reddit. Mm-hmm. To be honest, I, I, know, I don't spend Never any time on, on Reddit, right? But uh, I assume from what I see, it's like a moving bulletin board, 
right? That there are people posting and it's just a continual flow of conversation and or information about particular subjects that you're interested in. Right? And Mr. Potter, age 29, is interested in many things. Yes, he is. So um, December of 2015, he uh, spotted a post uh, in the Pittsburgh 62,000 member page asking if anybody knew how to install a TV antenna on a home. And um, he wrote back and said, well, if you can't find a professional to do it, I'm handy as heck. I've got a ladder and tools to install it. A couple of days later, he watched some YouTube instructional videos, and he was up on this stranger's roof installing a TV antenna. And then that was the beginning of him thinking, that felt good. I think I can do some good. So more than a thousand times, he has been scrolling and showing up in all kinds of weather, all sorts of situations. He, he says, essentially, if you can afford to pay, he'll accept payment. If you can't, no worries at all. I'm, I'm just here because I just want to do good deeds. His life has changed so much that he quit his full-time job, and he's become this sort of Reddit good guy handyman. Now, not too long ago, it reached a whole other level because someone who he has been doing good deeds for, this person knew him, he says he was awakened at 3 o'clock in the morning and he was looking at Reddit, and someone said, my father needs a new kidney. And so he wrote back and said, what exactly does that entail? And in short order, he agreed to give a kidney to essentially a total stranger. Come on. Yeah. And that's the story of John Potter, who is now recovering from his removal of his kidney. And he continues, plans to do the continuation of good work. The article said that John Potter has fixed tires, filled gas tanks, hosted Thanksgiving dinners, and last month loaned $2,000, half of his and his wife's savings, to a man facing mounting bills who said he was considering suicide. Mr. Potter said his wife, Rachel, was fully on board with the loan. I love it so much. I mean, from time to time, I'll go and say, I got $500 who needs some extra cash to pay some bills. And he'll just do it out of the kindness of his, gen- you know, of his, of his nature, the, the generosity of who he is as a person. He said requests have come in so steadily that Mr. Potter, who lives in your hometown of Swissville, John, um, as you said, quit his job. And he's working full time as a handyman and he's learning trades and tricks as he goes along. That's right. So now he's on an eight-week uh, recovery period, so his good deeds are on hold. Uh, they ask him, hey, what do you want to do next? He said, I kind of want to donate a piece of my liver. <laughs> I, mean, I want to see what that could be like. Yeah. I mean, people do do that. You can donate a piece of your liver because the liver grows back. I like the fact that he and his wife host an annual Thanksgiving dinner for Pittsburgh's, quote, holiday orphans, Mm -hmm. which they call people whose families live too far away to visit. Um, Once this woman named Alicia, lovely name, isn't that, Mike? Um, She's uh, age 34, lives in Bloomfield. She accidentally locked her cat inside her bedroom, okay? But she'd been to this holiday orphan dinner at the Potter's house, and so she knew him. So she called John Potter, who drove over to pick the lock. Another time in the dead of winter, one of the tires blew on her car, and then the lug nuts froze, and so she knew who to call. She said it was like negative 20 degrees out, and he's out there changing my tires for me. Holy smokes. I mean, what an angel. The whole article- really wonderful thing. Nick Garber's article does not mention faith, but uh, clearly this man has a, a connection. Nathaniel Peters, age 28 of Highland Park, met Mr. Potter during what he calls the de facto low point of my life. 
Shortly after moving to Pittsburgh to pursue a career in filmmaking, he found himself short on freelance gigs and struggling to get by. So one day in March of 2017, after failing to prove that his income was low enough to qualify for public benefits, he, quote, had something of a breakdown at his bank. That night, he noticed a Reddit post by Mr. Potter saying that he had an extra $500 to give away that month. Did anyone need some? He said, it was one of the more humbling moments of my life because I had never asked a stranger for money, Mr. Peters said. But he sent a message to Mr. Potter asking for $70 to pay for groceries, and he got the money within minutes. Fabulous. I mean, that's just, a, he's a working class Joe with a heart of gold. Mm-hmm. John Potter. What the PG is calling a modern day Mr. Rogers. Fabulous John Potters. We'll take a break and come back. Uh, the Reverend Dr. Roger Woodworth will join us in just a few minutes, so stick around, won't you please? It's the 5 o'clock hour of The Ride Home with John and Kathy here on Word FM and WPIT Radio. Employers, are you tired of paying outrageous premiums for health insurance? How about a plan that allows you to go to any hospital in the country? A plan that pays you back every year. Now, whether you want a top-of-the-line plan or just enough to keep you legal, Marley Financial, they have a custom-made plan just for you. As a business owner, you owe it to yourself to stay ahead of the ever-changing marketplace, and Marley's been on the cutting edge of new and improved health plans for both individuals and businesses for years. And only Marley Financial offers health plans that actually pay you back. So go to MarleyFG.com for unbiased, top-notch plans from any carrier in Pennsylvania. Plans that'll save you money and give you an edge over the competition. They even offer custom business solutions to reduce your liability and overhead as you grow. They're truly one of the most innovative agencies in the nation. So give them a call now, 724-884-1496, or visit them online at MarleyFG.com. 101.5 WORD. You could win an amazing cruise, an adventure to respark your marital relationship on Family Life's Love Like You Mean It Marriage Cruise. Just log on to our station website and use the keyword stronger. And when you enter, you'll also receive a free copy of Family Life's ebook, Stronger Forever, a personalized six week plan to grow your marriage. Make your marriage stronger. Register now to win at wordfm.com slash stronger. Washington County parents, you have a choice in your child's education. So why not consider a private Christian school that's been serving the community for nearly 40 years? At Central Christian Academy in Houston, pre-K through 8th grade students receive the comprehensive education they need to propel them to the top of the class in high school and beyond. Central Christian Academy creates model student leaders other kids look up to. Students prepared for a world that needs Jesus. Schedule a private tour and learn more at ccaschool.com. Homeowners love their Pella windows and doors, and we love how happy we made Susan from Sewickley. I just have to tell you, this bay window is absolutely beautiful. I mean, it's fantastic. It really is beautiful. I mean, beautiful. Can we install some happiness for you? Right now, get 50% off installation or 18 months, no payments, no interest. Call for your free consultation. We'll come to you. 888-78-PELLA, PellaPittsburgh.com. Then I saw heaven opened, and behold, a 
white horse. The Word of God Audio Bible is a radio drama of the New Testament, word for word from Scripture, voiced by some of Hollywood's biggest names. Own this 22-hour audio New Testament. Log on to wordofgodaudiobible.com. And for a limited time, you can download the audio Gospel of Mark free. Visit wordofgodaudiobible.com. talking about a man, John Potter, who became, uh, the PG's calling him a modern-day Mr. Rogers. Because here's a guy who's showing up um, you know, on the web. He's doing good works. Now, the article doesn't mention whether he's a believer or not, but you know, th- there's something about giving the best of yourself to the world, right? To, to go out and, and sacrifice your time, your money, your energy. And that- to know enough people. And to put yourself out there so that people know that you're there to help. Right. You're not in some kind of you know, little cul-de-sac. Which a lot of times we as believers tend to get involved in, right? We tend to stay in our own Christian circles. We, we see the world and the world kind of freaks us out enough that we want to stay away. But we're not called to that. We're called to be, you know, what? Not of the world, but in the world. Roger Woodworth is with us, Reverend Dr. Roger Woodworth. Uh, he's got a work that's in process right now, Holy Living, a Challenging Culture, an Accessible Exposition of Second Peter. Roger, it's good to have you back. Thanks Thank for coming you. along. I always enjoy being with you guys. Thank you. So talk about, I guess we can't, we can talk about the teaching and we can also talk about your experience. Let's start experience first and then let's go into some, sure. some scriptural application. Um it's easy to be completely immersed in culture and to be transformed by culture, right? So we become just like the world around us. So there's really no difference between someone who's a believer and someone who isn't a believer, right? Yeah. So that's one side. Yes. The other side is that we're so concerned about holy living or we become so uncomfortable communicating with people who aren't believers that we end up in our little cul-de-sac. Correct. Right? Where we're just surrounded by, it's like the three of us who are just right. going to live in our place and not talk to anybody else because yeah. it's too awkward. It's too yes. hard. Yes. So those are the two extremes, right? Yeah, I think so. And uh, it's not as simple as being in those two extremes. Right, There's course. lots of places in between, but we tend to generate in one direction or the other in some continuum of being uh, so much like the culture that we're no uh, heavenly good. Mm-hmm. Um, or we have just hunkered down into our respective foxhole, if you will, and throwing salvos at the culture. Um, because sometimes that we think that's easier, and, and that's a version of uh, holy living. And so I've just been on this journey through my own experience of trying to figure out where is that, as G.K. Chesterton talks about, that radical center. And he's really referring to the cross, mm. where we start looking at people who, uh, Scripture tells us, that we're to look at other people that, uh, as better than us. It's the whole Philippians 2 of Christ not counting mm-hmm. himself equal with God and surrendering that. Um, that's not an easy thing to do. We no, like to it think isn't. it's easy, but it's, but it's not. You know, so between our theological distinctions sometimes, our ideological preferences in politics right now, uh, it's hard to find that, that middle ground. You know, people ask me what are my political views, and I tell them I'm kind of apolitical, but I don't mean that I don't engage politically. What I mean is I try to look at politics, the world, and everything through the kingdom of God. And that's why I've come up with that title, Kingdom Holiness. Mm -hmm. So rather than my 
my uh, theological bent or preference or my ideological bent or preference to look at the world through the eyes of the kingdom of God. You know, in John 17, uh, Jesus said, I don't, I don't want to, Father, I don't want to take them out of the world. I don't want them, they're not of this world. I don't want to take them out, but I'm going to send them into the world. Mm-hmm. Let's break that down for a minute. Yeah. That, that, that's such a beautiful passage because Jesus is praying to his Father for us. Correct. Right? I mean, it's just such a, it's such a precious thing. Yes. And he's saying, I, I don't want to take them out of where they are. Correct. But I want them to, to love me as I've loved you. Yes. And, and one of the ways we do that, as you know, is, is that to love our neighbors is, is ourselves, the second great commandment. And we find that hard to do sometimes, whether it's loving our unbelieving friends or loving uh, people who have a different political persuasion than us or theological differences. Um, and so we get caught up in our our preference rather than backing away and engaging, whether it's the culture or individual people, uh, in a way that's loving and gracious without giving up our call to holiness. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's a very fine path to kind of walk. And um, it gets strenuous. And yet, I think that tension, and that's what I've been pointing out in my book, is is that that tension is the very vehicle that God uses to disciple us mm. and to call us and transform us in that holiness, because it's not an easy way. So that's how we become wise. Correct. The challenge of it all the time, yeah. every day, all yeah. over and over and over again. There's a, a lot of dying to self here, right? Absolutely. It's not about me. It's that's about right. Jesus. That's right. I think, and where I where I began to learn much of that was in the years I spent in working in urban ministry and working with people that were so very different than me, and realizing in some cases they had a greater faith, for example, than I did. James says the the rich or the poor are rich in faith. Well, that's because they don't have some of the safety nets that I had. Yeah. You know, I know. John and Kathy, so, you know, or, mm-hmm. or other right. important exactly. people. Exactly. Oh, it's rarefied air here in the yeah, studio, right. isn't it, Roger? <laughs> Heaven help so us. So if, if I have some troubles, I've got some friends that mm-hmm. may be able to help me out. I've got a little savings. I've got some education, et cetera. Well, many of the poor don't have those kind of uh, safety nets. Mm-hmm. And so they literally do, I learned that they literally do live by faith more than I did it sometimes. And so engaging them and learning from people that uh, I, we don't readily see as better than ourselves, uh, began to instruct me and, and to talk to me more about how to live that fine line of holiness yes. in, in, in the culture that we are in. And so that dying to self, to, to find that holiness. I mean, if, if you would talk about holiness, Roger, within the culture, um, it would be perhaps mocked or at the minimum misconstrued, but there is certainly a lot to be said about reaching for holiness. Absolutely. You know, I, I mentioned in my book that, uh, uh, you know, I gave myself a, a, my own example. I went into the banking business out of college. And uh, so 50 or so years ago when I was in the banking business, it was not unusual for a banker to ask a loan applicant for a reference from a, a priest or a pastor. Mm-hmm. Now, fast forward to 50 or 60 years today, and the bank might get sued if they ask for that kind that of right. reference. Mm-hmm. So the whole culture has changed. So at one point in time, there was a sense of people wanting at least a virtue. The bank wanted to know not only did you have the wherewithal to pay the loan back, but that you had the character, maybe the moral character to pay that back. That has all changed today. Um, And so holiness is not readily accepted or at least uh, talked about a lot. 
Um, and so we've got to find ways, you know, as I talk to my unbelieving friends, I don't talk about holiness, especially those who knew me before I was a Christian <laughs> because uh, they have a different idea of what uh, I used to be like. So we, we just have to in, engage people. In fact, also, I find some of my believing friends are some of the nicest people I know. Right. And it's hard to even understand that maybe they're not Christians because they live such a, a good life. And so it's helping us understand what that holiness means. And I think that's it, right? If, if you did say holiness to your unbelieving friends, people would want to know more about yes. that because we think we understand what it Correct. is. There's some ideal towards what it may be, Correct. and we're all hungry for that whether we want, know it or not. Yes, absolutely. I try to just put it in the, in the frame of trying to live more like Christ, um, to be more Christ-like, to be more of a follower of Christ, and to do that uh, consistently. I mean, God literally commands us to be holy as he is holy. And again, that's a huge uh, standard to try to, to la- live up to. And it's we're impossible. not going to. can't do it. That's right. And there comes the, the grace of the gospel that comes in and, and uh, makes up the difference for us when we fall short of that. Yes. Reverend Dr. Roger Woodworth with with us. Roger, talk about Second Peter. Um, for people who haven't read the book, it's a short little thing. Yes, it's probably the least read book in the New Testament, in my okay. opinion. Yeah, and others have uh, said similar kinds of things. But Peter's addressing similar kinds of things. The people had become very complacent. Uh, they had gotten frustrated that uh, you know Paul and uh, Peter had both been talking about Christ's return, and yet he hadn't returned. And uh, so why live a certain moral life if Christ isn't going to return imminently. What's the point? That's right. What's the point? And so they began to kind of take advantage of God's grace and uh, were living as they wanted to live. And then there were also false teachers that had come into play who were encouraging that for lots of different reasons. And so Peter starts by uh, bringing us back to reminding us of the truth of the gospel, in the first chapter, and then in the second chapter, he gives us some pretty serious warnings about not following the truth of the gospel, but ends in the third chapter with offering us some hope. And so I think that the application for today is is that the church is not intentionally, but has allowed some of the cultural teachings to slip into the church mm-hmm. for the sake of trying to get people in the pew for a lot of different reasons. We've almost kind of uh, had this approach that if we, if we, if it's bigger and there are more people there, it must be good. It mm-hmm. must be successful. We must be doing something right, and that's not necessarily, necessarily the truth. So, um, I think the application is very uh, pointed for today, in the way Peter tries to address that and call us to be concerned about the ways that we're being uh, affected by the culture. Um, the things in the culture that uh, have, uh, you know, affected us that we've caught to, uh, that we've bought into. Uh, talk about the plausibility structure. So that plausibility structure would be the banking example. The plausibility structure 50 or 60 years ago, it was okay. It was acceptable. It was an acceptable fact that uh, you could be asked to get a reference from your priest. That plausibility structure no longer exists today. Um, sexuality. Gay marriage is the new public fact. That's the acceptable plausibility structure. And every time we go against the, the reigning plausibility structure, we're, uh, it's, uh, uh, the author says in, uh, uh, we, we, we become a, a heretic. And mm-hmm. so Christians are considered heretics. So the book Heretical Imperative talks about that. 
that as we push back against the the reigning plausibility structure, the public facts of what's right today, Mm -hmm. uh, we become the heretics. Well, we're called to be uh, heretics in that sense. Heretic just means being a nonconformist, not in the way that we often think of heretical biblical ways. So people, Roger, would you know talk about gay marriage, and of course, you know it's been talked about ad nauseum in many ways, right? So if you're a, a conservative believer, whatever you, whatever that might mean to you, and you say, well, you know, I don't necessarily believe that, you know, in gay marriage should be a, a thing. Well, that, that ship has sailed culturally. Right. Uh, so to to speak out against that from a cultural perspective. All of a sudden, believers are the haters. Correct. It's sort of fallen back on ourselves. So yes. to, to avoid that conversation, we've become mute pretty much so in the church. Well, because the first thing, of course, to remember is that we shouldn't be haters, no matter That's right. No matter what it is, right? Um, and I think that may be part of the broken relationship that the church has had between people who, ha- who are same-sex attracted, because I don't think any of us ever knew how to talk about it. No. We have for too long given people who are struggling with this or today now are married in some cases, giving them the left foot of fellowship. Uh, and I tell my <laughs> students at seminary, I want the gay community in the church. Sure. Um, I want them to hear the gospel. Right. And yet you're going to have to have that, that, that fine line of do they be invi- are they invited into leadership? You know, that's a big question. That's a struggle that every church leader, every pastor is going to have to go with. But what I say is I want to have a conversation with the gay community to say, come and and be a part of us. I may not be able to allow you into leadership, but that's okay. Can we still keep having a conversation? Can you trust me and just see what God does with this process? Now, they may leave. Uh, if because we they don't feel like they they could be in leadership or some other line that we have to draw in light of holiness, but I want but that them, happens all the time. That's right with people of every yeah, persuasion. That's right. Every it kind doesn't of matter. Sin. Every kind of sin, any type of sexual sin, any type of behavioral sin, any type of relational sin. It, that's that's just what it is. Because we are our, truly our own worst enemy, right? Correct. Even within the church, we are lost in our lack of holiness. That's correct. That's correct. And so I think we need to help the gay community understand that, that we're not, uh, we don't see ourselves as better than them, um, but that we want to have a conversation. We want to introduce them to a deeper sense of the gospel. I, I truly believe that there are many people who are in the, in the gay lifestyle who are Christians, but haven't made that extra step to kind of address the, their, their, their sexual situation. As Kathy just talked about, there are lots of kinds of other sins that we're all kind of stuck in. Undoubtedly. We don't talk about gossip very much in the church. We don't right? talk about breaking the Sabbath very much in or the church. Or greed. Or greed. Right, yes. all those things. Yeah, yes. choose your sin. However, you know, uh, the cultural sort of apparition has uh, turned towards uh, gay marriage. And, um, you know... It, that's become the thing. Uh, that's the, the sin du jour in the past uh, 10, 15 years or so. You Correct. mean as far as conversation goes? Yeah, yeah. amongst Christian people of Christian faith, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. It's, the culture has changed very tri- so quickly. I mean, 15, 20 years ago, the idea of gay marriage was really not uh, on a lot of people's uh, idea that this was going to be reality, but here we are. Yeah, and I think it's the, 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 it really highlights the cultural thing that I'm talking about, that because we either have— uh, dove into our foxhole against gay marriage in such a way that we're no longer loving and gracious, 
or we've acquiesced it and said, now it's okay. Right. So that really represents a lot of the things in the culture that we've just kind of gone to one extreme or the other, rather again, finding that radical center. Right, which makes me think of a, a portion of the first chapter of Second Peter, mm-hmm. um, which is the, the growth in wisdom that right. you're talking about, right. right? So make every effort to add to your faith goodness Correct. and to goodness knowledge and to knowledge self-control and to self-control perseverance and to perseverance godliness and to godliness brotherly kindness and to brotherly kindness love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But if anyone does not have them, which is a lot of things, he's nearsighted and blind and has forgotten that he has been cleansed from his past sins. So, So Peter is saying there, roll up your sleeves. He talks about the, the power of the gospel, the power of the Holy Spirit. We have these things. We have this power and we have this promise of God. That's what I talk about in the first two chapters, the, the, the power of God and the promises of God. And then because we have that, he says, make every effort literally to roll up your sleeves and get in, involved. Dig into that radical center and yeah, we're not going to be able to know exactly how to engage the gay community, for example, or other unbelievers or folks who who disagree with us politically or theologically. But roll up your sleeves and take the grace of God uh, and uh, continue engaging mm-hmm. and continue to love and provide that grace to other folks. And since we've just been talking about the church's relationship to the gay community, imagine if we as the church had acted like this right. for the last— 30 years. Correct. Or longer. Things would be a lot different. Yeah. Yeah. In just in our American culture, things would be a lot different. Yeah. It, we we have created some of the the problem with the gay community and the way we've treated them. Uh, and we could probably find other examples of sins that we have not addressed well and have pushed people away from the church. And it's almost kind of clean yourself up, get yourself saved, and then come, right, then come to back. the church. Right. Yes. Right. Falls back into the conversation we had earlier in the show about niceness, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone's yeah. so busy being nice that we've, mm-hmm. you know, missed the majors. That's right. Reverend Dr. Roger Woodworth is with us. We'll take a quick break and come back. Stick around. We're talking about holy living in a challenging culture. now that it's August, we're thinking about different things than we were four weeks ago. I mean, maybe a month ago you were thinking about your vacation or, you know, what are you going to take to the beach or, you know, all the things that you're going to check off your summer bucket list. Now you're thinking, okay, school's right around the corner. There's a lot of things that I have to put on my to-do list that I can hopefully check off in the next three or four weeks. Well, if you've got a child who's just starting high school, or maybe you've got a, a child who's further along in high school, maybe a junior, you're really starting to think about college, maybe you're starting to ask that question. Maybe you're starting to say, hey, okay, is there a faith-based school that's going to train my child well enough that he or she's going to be able to compete in this type of job market? Or you're saying, you know, is there a Christian school that's going to not just be the academic part, but is also going to shepherd my child's faith so that when they graduate, they're going to be not just a mature student, but they're going to be a mature person? 
Well, listen, I can tell you that I've spent a lot of time at Grove City College over the last couple of years. Uh, my daughter's a student there. And Grove City truly, for our family, has checked off each one of those boxes. It is a demanding place academically, but it also is a place that takes very seriously the molding and shaping of Christian students. So if you want more information about what it might look like to have your child in a place like Grove City, look them up online, gcc.edu. What you want is awesome new flooring at a great price. What you don't want is to spend hours at a showroom looking for it. With at-home flooring, you won't have to. At-home flooring is where awesome happens. And their family's been bringing awesome straight into Pittsburgh homes with top-quality hardwood, tile, carpet, and vinyl for over 50 years with their free shop-at-home experience, along with great selection and professional installation. So forget the showroom and schedule a little bit of awesome instead. Visit athomeflooringpgh.com. Providence Presbyterian Church, Washington Alliance Church, Bethlehem Lutheran Church, St. John the Baptist Church, Impact Christian Church, The Bible Chapel. What do all these churches from various denominations have in common? Nello Construction. Design and build with one company. Nello Construction. Full service construction from the ground up. Renovation. Expansion. Nello Construction. The choice for churches. See the projects. Begin the journey at NelloConstruction.com. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is you're one step closer to becoming your parents. Soon you'll have a separate fridge in the basement where extra groceries are exiled forever. Remember that frozen lasagna? Of course you don't. It's been down there since 2008. Good news is it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Piece of cake. Behind the lasagna. It's very old. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. For tonight, partly cloudy skies and humid, a low of 67. Tomorrow, humid with times of clouds and sun. An afternoon shower or thunderstorm around, a high of 87. Tomorrow night, partly cloudy, another humid night with a shower or thunderstorm in the area, low 70. And for Wednesday, variable amounts of clouds and sun, humid with a shower or heavy thunderstorm and a high of 82. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm meteorologist Jake Soja. We're during the time with the Reverend Dr. Roger Woodworth. We're talking about a, a lot of cultural things that are affecting us as believers, yeah. which to our detriment take us down to the rest of the yeah, world. Because if we're called to holy living, we have to find a way to balance right behavior with right thinking. Yes. Right? Because oftentimes if we're too focused on right behavior, our thinking gets screwed up. And if we're just focused on thinking and we don't there's no doing What's the point? Right. Then we, we're stopped at the nodding of the head and we're not moving the to the doing of the thing. That's right. <laughs> uh, a nod to Scott Wilder. Um, so let me ask you this, Roger. With all of the news, it seems that it's been a steady pattern for the last four or five years where there are what I would call, not what I would call, what are labeled celebrity pastors, right? These are pastors who have Large reached followings. a certain level of prominence because of their internet presence or because of the books they've written or because of their radio ministry or whatever it is. And they have, for one reason or another, fallen. So it's either been a sexual sin, it's been some kind of 
power issue, you know, and a character flaw in the money. church. It's been money. It's been, you know, theological arguments. It's been just an outright loss of faith, like Josh Harris, which has just happened in the last couple of weeks. Right. So you were a pastor for a long time. You've pastored for decades. I'm always curious when I'm talking to someone who's been in that work and on that front line for as long as you have, how you look at those stories when they come up. Well, the first thing that comes to my mind is there but the grace of God. Um, you know, so I am very careful. It's sobering, I bet. That's yeah. right. Um, to know that I could uh, have been in that same place very easily. Um, there, there, I've learned the most about God's grace in my life by looking back mm-hmm. and looking at situations to say, wow, I could have, you know, made different decisions about that and look at the stupid decisions I did make and how I didn't suffer as many consequences as I could have. So I'm, I'm very careful about that. That's wise. But I think that um, so many of the situations we're talking about, whether it's Josh Harris or others, these are young guys. And I don't mean that they weren't talented and uh, knew their faith and knew Scripture and all of that. But um, I have in my book an illustration about a, a seed and the importance of planting a seed for a tree, for example. It's, it's the importance of the roots going down deep. If the, If the... Uh, roots of a seed will begin to to take some depth. It'll always find the water that it needs, the water of God's word, if you will. But that those roots have the ability to break up shale and rocks and all kinds of things, and that would impede the growth of the the tree. And so I I, I suspect that in some cases, at least, that the 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 roots of their faith had just not gone deep enough because. They were young, mm-hmm. young in the faith, yeah. just chronologically young, and the celebrity nature of their situation uh, can derail anybody. Right. Um, I have fortunately have not been in that kind of celebrity mm-hmm. status. You're better off. Um, that's right. But I, I've had some nice pats on the back and some uh, nice things happen to me. So I was susceptible to that. So I just think, you know, um, and, and I say this to, to young potential pastor, future pastors in seminary all the time, find a, a mentor, find a, an mm. experienced older pastor who will uh, walk alongside you, hold you accountable, speak into your life. Um, I had that uh, in a number of different ways over the years and benefited from that. Uh, I also had a godly wife who kept me in the mm-hmm. right place as well. Uh, I don't know about the marriage of these young men, but uh, certainly have to give my wife uh, credit for that. So I think it's just a, a, com- a compilation of things. The culture that we live in today, the celebrity nature of uh, of a young pastor too quickly rising and getting, uh, you know. Uh, <clears throat> I had opportunities. Uh, I worked at the denominational level because uh, we were. I was one of the few urban pastors and multiracial churches in our denomination. So I get invited to speak at different things. So I had that brief kind of not to the level that we're talking about celebrity status. And I did have to kind of caution myself. Gee, I'm I'm speaking to people and I have some influence and people want to hear what I have to say about certain things, and could quickly see how. Uh, that could happen to folks, and you get a little too full of yourself. Right. It goes back to the to the idea of denying self to turn uh, into ourselves. That's correct. That's but, correct. But it's interesting, Roger, that you know even we as as believers want to lift up our pastors to that level. That yeah, we so want that, that celebrity so that, too. In that regard, going back to Second Peter, which is the subject of your of your new book, we're buying into exactly what the culture does. Oh, we're creating it. Correct. When people say, you know. Uh, 
they leave the sanctuary and they tell me how great the sermon was, I'm very careful to just say thank you for that encouragement. So I try to deflect it in some way. I want to take what they intended to give me as an encouragement, but try to deflect it in the sense that, you know, I shared that sermon because God's grace gave me the ability to mm-hmm. do that. He gave me what to share. It came, came out of God's word, uh, hopefully. Um, and so there's this balance of trying to you know, be aware that when come, people come and want to affirm you, want to pat you on the back, want you to do additional things and speak in that, that um, it's, it's, it's God's grace. And it's a great affirmation, but remember who you are. Keep your feet on the floor. Uh, I've got clay feet, and so mm-hmm. I can fall up. I always tell our congregation, please don't put me up on a pedestal because I'm going to fall off of there and hurt myself. Right. <laughs> and, and maybe you. That's mm-hmm. right. right. And maybe the church. That's correct. We'll take another quick break. Reverend Dr. Roger Woodworth is with us. We're talking about holy living in a challenging culture. Stay with us. 101.5 WORD. Next time on PowerPoint with Jack Cram. To be filled with the Holy Spirit is not a once in a lifetime experience. The Spirit filled life happens day after day. Keep on being filled with the Spirit of God every single day. Tune in next time for PowerPoint with Jack Graham. PowerPoint, tonight at 9.30 on 101.5 WORD. I'm not an actor. I was not compensated in any way for this. Byron bought a timeshare. After 12 years of endless fees and broken promises, he wanted out. I saw an ad about a company that talked about being able to get you out of your contract, and they would sell your timeshare. They ripped me off. I found out later on that the market for timeshares is non-existent. So he turned to Wesley Financial Group. They had a very good Better Business Bureau rating. And after reading all the testimonials, I felt like I wanted to give them a chance. Wesley Financial Group got Byron out of his timeshare contract legally. If you are like me and you would like to get out of this contract, I strongly urge you to get a hold of Wesley Financial Group. They are honest and good people, and I just want to thank them from the bottom of my heart. For your free information kit, call 800-349-8877, 800-349-8877. Again, 800-349-8877. Somewhere today, at a Christian school near you, a teacher arrived at work, not because of a paycheck, but a calling, a divine privilege to invest their skills, their time, their academic training, their entire life to equip young minds for success in this world and beyond. This is how love inspires learning. Visit pittsburghchristianschools.net. Education for mind and soul. pittsburghchristianschools.net. Hi, I'm John Henney from Henney Jewelers. Since 1887, my family has helped people celebrate the most memorable moments in their lives. We are rooted in faith and commit to doing the right thing again and again. We believe in the covenant of marriage and use our to have and to hold program to encourage couples as they prepare to spend the rest of their lives together. Please stop into our Shadyside store to learn more or visit HennyJewelers.com. Henny Jewelers, your jewelers for life. At Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, find extreme accessories for all your dirty jobs like hauling landscape supplies. Protect your vehicle with spray on bed liners, tonneau covers, weather tech floor liners, and more. Say goodbye to dirt and grime inside and out with extreme detailing. 
plus lift kits, electronics, and remote starters. Always a favorite. Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville for the extreme in all of us at extremetruck.net. Talking about holiness today with Reverend Dr. Roger Woodworth. So Roger's new book is on Second Peter, and it's this little tiny book in the New Testament, kind of close to the end. Um, and Roger, you said that you think it's the least read book mm-hmm. in the New Testament. I do, and part of the reason, uh, well, I don't know all the reasons why it hasn't gotten more uh, more PR, more PR. <laughs> why it's not <laughs> a, a popular second, Bible study? Second Peter marketing campaign. Yeah, but I think it. Certainly, the second chapter is pretty mm-hmm. tough. It's yeah. full of warnings it is. And about false teachers and... falling into the consequences of false teaching mm-hmm. and uh, et cetera. And uh, you know, again, it goes back to where our culture is today. We don't really want to hear those kind of warnings in the church, right? Um, because we're part of the culture. Yeah, and uh, you know, I, I want to feel good about myself. I don't mind being reminded about the gospel in the first chapter, and I certainly like the hope that's in the third chapter, but the second chapter is kind of, you know, could be pretty condemning to some folks. Mm -hmm. So we get caught up in the isms you talk about, the the individualism, the consumerism, all that. I I think um, we had talked about this in the break. that I'm not saying that a lot of our churches are preaching a false gospel uh, or heretical in any way. They may water down the gospel a little bit. But uh, when uh, I would give the uh, benediction people are going out into the culture and the culture is full of those isms consumerism materialism hedonism kind of a, a an acceptable pleasure seeking uh, aspect of the culture all undergirded by individualism that you know I am who I am and uh, and, and we and the, the theological heresy about that is is that we sometimes believe that sometimes believe that God wants to give us all there is. I've got my reservations in heaven, and uh, we look at John ten ten. You know, He wants to give me abundant life, and mm-hmm. so I'm going to go out and engage and embrace the culture that gives me that abundant life because that's what God wants for me. And there are radical teachings that do reinforce that: the word of word of faith movement, et cetera, et cetera. The the the, the old um, the gospel of the treasures of of trying to earn uh, mm-hmm. or or, or uh, uh, your your faith if you have enough faith you'll be prosperous the the old prosperity gospel mm-hmm. the different different versions of that and so there's not this focus on on representing engaging the culture in, in a way that we represent the kingdom of God one of the things I point out in the book is the, the little two little parables in Matthew thirteen and verses forty four through forty five it's two parables one about the the, the man who is digging in the field and finds the, the treasure, mm-hmm. and the other is the pearl merchant. And so you've got two, by the way, very so, different socioeconomic people. One is probably a working servant working for his master. And in the scheme of doing his daily chores for the master, he comes upon this coins. We don't know exactly what it is. And so to own those coins, he has to go buy the field, and he has to sell everything he has to buy that those coins. Pearl Merchant does the same thing, a wealthier person at that time. In his normal vocation of buying and selling pearls, he finds this pearl a great price, and he too is so taken by that pearl, he sells everything to own the pearl. Well, Jesus says in those parables that the, the treasure in the field and the pearl a great price are like the kingdom of God. And so 
the discovery of those things representing the kingdom causes those two men to sell everything to to own the kingdom. Yes. Um, to buy it. Uh, Dale Bruner, commentator on Matthew, says that uh, the truth here is is that the uh, the discovery of those things, the discovery of those kingdom, becomes the engine of change. And so, the more we discover the kingdom of God, uh, and more represent the kingdom, bring the kingdom of God to bear on the rest of the world, the more people discover the kingdom, and uh, it, it's it's not a it's a joyous change. It's mm-hmm. not a uh, I got to change. I've got to become more holy. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. Um, <clears throat> and so, we've not done a good job of re- we've done a good job of representing our particular church or our denomination, or maybe even ourselves as a Christian. But we have not brought forth the kingdom of God to bear on the culture and bringing an understanding of that kingdom. And again, why I call it kingdom holiness r- rather than just my own personal holiness. Mm-hmm. So the more we can help people discover what the kingdom of God is really about versus the world that's offering this materialism, yeah. this other kind, all of these isms, yeah. the better off we are and the better off people that we're I'll engaging. be honest with you. I'll tell you the problem with that is that I don't value the kingdom enough. And mm-hmm. so oftentimes John and I talk about how excited we get about a new show that we found on Netflix. I mean, we've been we've been evangelists for comedians and cars getting coffee. Like <laughs> few people in America, probably right. The three of us are like all you know, heavy, on, the, heavy on the bandwagon. But that's the passion. Yeah, but that has captured our imagination and right. our appreciation. That show, right? And so I'm eager to talk about it. The kingdom of God does not animate me enough mm-hmm. as it should because I don't recognize the the great price of it. I don't recognize it as the pearl, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. so if I if I did then I would be a much better emissary for it. I'd be much more excited. I'd be more eager. I'd be more trans- To live it and to tell it. Yeah, I'd be more transformative. Yeah. So I think it's the challenge then of finding all of the things that we do, whether it's our vocation, our hobbies, our sports, all of the things that we engage in are, are, are very much a part of the kingdom. And so what is relative to what we do every day, is your example, is there? How does that? How does that... How is that manifesting the kingdom of God? And it takes a little introspective sometimes, a little bit of work to figure out, okay, how – because the kingdom of God takes into account all of those kinds of things, mm-hmm. all of our in, endeavors. Um, and, and God is in the process of trying to redeem all of those things uh, so that it will fully, at some point in time in the future when Christ returns, will fully represent the kingdom of God. I mean, that's what we're all working for. That's what – the, the folks in Second Peter were struggling with is that they had lost a sense of faith and hope that Christ was going to return and make new uh, all of these things. Right. They had lost that 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 sense, and right, then so they, they were the, petering out. Yeah, very good. They were yeah. petering out. Um, no pun intended. <laughs> it was right there. I had to grab it. And then then the false teachers were reinforcing all of those things. And again, so the culture is reinforcing our tendency to kind of seek the the things of this world. Yes. But then, Roger, we see that. I mean, before you joined us on the air, we were talking at the top of the uh, hour about an article in today's Post-Gazette about a young man named John Peter. Potter. Who, Potter, sorry. He's become, uh, he's become sort of this, this do-gooder. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mention anything about his faith in this whole article. Right. But, I mean, there he is. It's just someone who wants to give the best of himself. But he sees a pearl of great price, and he's willing to sacrifice for it. 
Yes. I don't know what he sees. I don't know what he thinks the pearl is, but he certainly has has sacrificed for it. And there he is on the front page of the paper. So the world yeah. sees that. We sure. see that and go, yeah, well, we see terrific. something that's holy, that's bigger than us. Absolutely. And we all desire that. We celebrate that. Yeah. I think it's helping someone like that. And I'll give my own example. My, I've, We've reconnected with my uh, the man who was my best man at my wedding, and we've been friends since we were little kids. We grew up together, and he's one of the nicest people that I know. And uh, so we've had some very frank conversations about this, and I, I said to him, I said, you know, some of the things that you do are very Christ-like. And so in talking to him about that, it's, a, it's, a, it's over time. Uh, I can't push too far because I don't want to damage the ongoing relationship that we've yeah. had for almost 70 years. Um, but I want him to be eventually see that what he is doing is so close. Uh, I've said to him, I said, you know, you're more like Christ than some of the Christians I know. No doubt. And uh, and so it's just keeping walking alongside him to kind of see that he's not as far away from the kingdom of God as he thinks. And so I think it's always finding ways that we can affirm people mm-hmm. in the goodness that's going on. That's not that that's their that's the way that they're going to earn it. There. No, but that's the common grace. That's that, the common grace that God hands out to Absolutely. all people. Absolutely, yes. that's where. I was and whenever say. we see that, don't you want to grab onto that Heck and yeah, say, "I see yeah. that." Whether it's a song, or it's a poem, or it's a movie, or it's yep. a part you want to say, "I need it." I see the gospel in that. Yeah. Even if you don't see the gospel in that's that, right. I do. Yeah. Very nice. Absolutely. Roger, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for being with us. Thank you for having me. Yeah, Enjoyed so uh, Holy Living in a Challenging Culture, uh, not yet published, but uh, soon Within to be. the next month or so, I'm hoping it'll be out. Very nice. Reverend Dr. Roger Woodworth, Holy Living in a Challenging Culture, an accessible exposition of Second Peter. We'll take a break, come back. Uh, we get a smidge more ahead. Stay for that smidge. Here and a moo moo there. Here a moo, there a moo, everywhere a moo moo. Hi there, it's me, Marcia from the Springhouse, inviting you out to our real working dairy farm in 84, Pennsylvania. Not only will you enjoy watching the heifers in the field and the baby calves in the mini barnyard, but you should also come hungry for our fabulous farm fresh cooking. Step inside the Springhouse for hot roast beef sandwiches, turkey and stuffing, hickory smoked ham, stuffed cabbage rolls, real mashed potatoes, and a whole lot more. A different menu each day. The locals tell their friends that our famous chocolate milk is the official drink of the Springhouse. And be sure to save room for apple pie, ho-ho cake, Oreo cheesecake, or lots of other from-scratch goodies for dessert. Have I made you hungry yet? Let us share a little of our farm with you at the Springhouse, 724-228-3339 or springhousemarket.com. 724-228-3339 or springhousemarket.com. How does Eden Christian Academy prepare students for success? Through education that ignites the mind and inspires the spirit from pre-K through 12th grade. Through 47 state-certified full-time teachers and opportunities in sports, the arts, and service to the community. With results like SAT scores 200 points over the national average. Schedule a tour at any of Eden's three North Hills campuses and see what the area's largest non-denominational Christian school has to offer at EdenChristianAcademy.org. This is Chris Abernethy of Abernethy and Hagerman. You don't want the government deciding what happens to your estate or how much they will take. At Abernethy and Hagerman, estate administration is the heart and soul of our practice. We have the experience to help not only plan, but administer your estate properly. 
to protect your assets, minimize taxes, and ensure that your inheritance gets to the ones you love. Decide for yourself. Abernethy and Hagerman. Legal help that lasts a lifetime. Visit a-h.law. Get your truly free credit scores and free credit monitoring from Credit Karma today. Download the Credit Karma app now. Credit Karma. Here's to progress. The return on my investment has been beyond my imagination. I always wanted to be a great dentist, but what I wasn't prepared for is the relationships that I'm able to develop with my patients. Exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care at StockFamilyDentistry.com. Hi, this is Brad Marshall, General Manager here at Salem-Pittsburgh. If you're listening to my voice right now, you're a listener to our station. If you love this station and you have experience in sales, we'd love to talk to you. You already understand our mission and what we do, so now maybe you'd like to join this team. If you have sales experience and understand digital marketing, we might have a job for you. Call me and we'll discuss the next steps. Call Brad, 412 503 If you love us, come join us. It could be a life-changing opportunity for you. You'll never know unless you call. You want to talk about a transformational story that will bring tears to your eyes. It's just, it is so beautiful. In the community. A woman by the name of Marjorie Ricard was killed in the Walmart in the El Paso shooting uh, just last weekend. And her husband, Antonio Basco, was obviously... um, Beside himself with grief and crushed because of the death of his wife, but even more so because they had no family. And he mentioned to the funeral director that he was afraid if they had a memorial service that nobody would come. And the funeral director put that out online and just said, you know, this is open to the public. You know, Mr. Basco would really like anyone to come. And 5,000 people showed up. Wow. To see the video of this man, Antonio Basco, walking down the line of person after person old people, kids, hugging him and saying, we're your family. It's so beautiful. It truly is. I I can't get over it. It's just such a wonderful thing. Flowers have been sent to this man from all over America, from different countries. People saying, you need a family. We're willing to be your family. Fabulous. I still believe that people are good. Yeah. Right? And we need and want community around us. And we want to see transformation like that. No doubt. Hey, thanks for being along. The podcast is up and running, johnandkathyshow.com. Have a great night. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.